0: Right, so Christmas. Why Christmas? Why Christmas? In my own opinion, Christmas should be celebrated every day. Amen. Right? Christmas should be celebrated every day. I know there are questions on, on, uh, on people's mind about Christmas being a pagan worship, a pagan festival, and all manner of questions on people's mind. But let's get to it. Right. In my own opinion, Christmas should be celebrated every day. If you understand the meaning of Christmas, not necessarily all the uh, pagan artifacts that are used during Christmas celebration. Okay. Last year was a bit kind of really, really nice. I'm gonna be nice today, but I'm gonna be quite direct. Right. And um, just listen to me carefully before you close the window or before you stop watching or stop listening, listen Just listen to me carefully. So uh, my Christmas tree is down, right? It's set up. I just need to do the lighting and, um, and then my wife help us with decoration. So uh, take that. Let me repeat it. My Christmas tree is out. I've assembled it, right? And I've done the lighting and I just want to decorate it. I haven't said that. Christmas tree has nothing to do with Jesus. Mm. So that's an example of this artifact that was saying that they were connected to uh pagan worship back in the days, you know all this mistletoe and all those kind of stuff and even the ma- uh, i don't even know where they go they, 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 okay, i think I saw uh um i uh, was called an article that you know that uh, brought where this Saint Nicholas, the guy in red suit, you know, how he came on the scene and all of this, they don't have to do with Christmas even though they are artifacts that we use, you know, to kind of usher in Christmas in a sense amen i'm sure i'm still your friend right because i've not started so if you're getting angry <laughs> you better put yourself together because i've not started yet right but like i said transparency honesty is our trademark in the transfer master so i've got to be very honest and i'm going to be telling you what i do i'm not against your christmas tree like i have to uh someone said um i was listening to a pastor i think he was accused for uh maybe somebody took a picture a photograph of him you know going to get his gift under the christmas tree and they said it was bowing to the tree or something like that and i said i'm not bowing to the christmas tree i'm not worshiping the christmas tree i'm going there to get my gift man so guys i, I so i want you to be relaxed you know as i unpack more stuff with uh, with us this morning so christmas has its own meaning uh but the celebration of christmas uh, was is tightly connected to the season okay I'll say the time of the year we celebrate a, we celebrate Christmas right annually as Christians and where we collectively across the world we celebrate Christmas which is December 25th is around the time that some pagan worship used to exist back in the days even before Jesus was born hence um, you see some um, pagan you know, artifacts being used but, but let's, let's, let's talking about the christmas tree let me give you a little bit of um, a detail about the christmas tree so when this soul invictus you know all those kind of pagan th- pagan worship were practiced back then uh, the ideology behind the christmas tree was that you know in winter most trees are dead most trees have the, their leaves i mean they, they don't have leaves, uh, but the Christmas tree, that particular species of the Christmas tree I don't have all the names right now that particular species of Christmas tree is one of the few trees that has a life very green. so if you go around your garden or if you go around your streets, you realize that most tre- most, uh, most trees have kind of you know they, they, the leaves are falling off. But the Christmas tree, there was a particular location. The good, there's a particular location. There's how people travel to find this particular tree, and they, while other trees are dead, this one has life, right? So, in my own opinion, I'm thinking, well, it's, when I have a Christmas tree, I'm celebrating the goodness, the kindness, the creativity of God. That even when there's even in dryness in winter, there's a, there's a creation. There's something created that has life. Right, so I'm yeah. gonna have Christmas tree and I'm gonna have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Right, so I hope you have been able to tie this connect, uh, connect this properly for you to know that you can have a Christmas tree. So, the thing is, this no pagan worship, no pagan or no um, unbeliever created anything, Satan did not create anything, unbelievers did not create anything. Right, everything created, Christmas tree, whatever that kind of thing. It wasn't Christmas tree, you know that, right? It was a tree, right? All those things were created by God, and it's our it's our place as believers to celebrate God and appreciate God for the wonderful works of His hands. Amen. Amen. So let's carry on. It's a uh, Christmas is a festival where the world recognizes the birth of Jesus, whether they believe in Him or not. In our hands, I said, "You know what? In my own opinion, Christmas should be celebrated every day." Some people have a have a problem with Christmas, with people celebrating Christmas. In my own opinion, is this: the world don't think about Christmas every day. They don't think about Jesus every day, but because Christmas is about celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, right? Christmas is about celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I make something very clear? Jesus was not born on December twenty fifth jesus was not born on december 25th he say, um at i think around fourth century when christianity became the official religion in a sense in rome the church officials decided to institute the birth of jesus as a holiday so the church officials in rome in fourth century uh, you know they concluded that they want to institute um the birth. Uh, they want to institute a holiday uh, around the birth of Christmas in a sense hmm? I say Christmas the birth of Jesus thank you in a sense what they did was good you know why because around that time was when they celebrate the soul in victors new life you know when the darkest time of winter is gone by and the new and they and they're looking forward to a new day looking forward to a new season harvest and brightness of the day and stuff like that and if I I as a pastor if I can take people's paganism out and replace it with christ to start creating a sense of christ of christianity in them i would do it mm-hmm. so in my own opinion the officials in rome at that time who decided to institute a public holiday you know uh to to celebrate the birth of jesus did well mm-hmm. right so it's quite challenging that you know unbelievers you know, who do not understand what Christmas really means, right, will think, we, 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 we may, they may add it to their pagan, uh, what's it called, to one of their pagan, pagan worship, pagan festival. So to many unbelievers, Christmas is another public holiday. Mm-hmm. But there's something amazing about Christmas. It talks about the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. It refers to the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, so instead of believers fighting one another, and causing chaos and embarrassing us as embarrassing and disgracing us as when i said disgracing us i'm talking about members of the family of god you know when believers go on social media and they start insulting one another uh, um you know fighting one another they're just embarrassing our family name because the bible tells me that um you know all believers we are named after okay all believers are members of the family of god and we derive our name from god the head of the family Amen. So when you go out and start fighting and start insulting people, you're embarrassing our family. Maybe many of us Christians don't have a sense of one family. But as far as I'm concerned and as far, as far as I'm aware in the Bible, the Christian family is one family. The Bible says there's no male or female in him. There's no Jew, there's no Gentile in him. But there's one spirit, one Christ. right? So we are all of one spirit. We have all been baptized into one body, Christ Jesus. One body, one father of all. Who is over our Lord and in all. One family. Amen. Amen. So, instead of us fighting one another, arguing and embarrassing, and trying to send me some text messages, and you know that you, you know by God's grace that God has anointed me with an ability to respond nicely, right? So I'm expecting some to come in, but I know people will not try that with me again anyway. Right? Anyway, so we can insult people, but the things that I will give you justification. Uh, Somebody, a friend, somebody like a friend, a colleague of mine a long time ago challenged me when they saw my video when I was talking about Christmas and I listed some facts for them and they were like, oh, now I see what you're saying, right? That's the kind of position that believers should occupy. So if you want to argue and fight, don't message me. But if you want to learn, send me a message and I will explain to you or refer you back to today's message. So, what am I trying to say? Instead of believers fighting one another about Christmas and calling that kind of name, uh, I feel the Lord wants me to uh, spend some time here a little bit. I think believers, we need to spend more time reading and doing our own research. We need to learn to study and do our own research. And not just listen to what somebody say and propagate the doctrine or the philosophy of somebody else. I know believers who today do not believe in speaking in tongues because their pastor told them that Jesus has come. I know that that the Bible is a complete book because the Bible says when, when when what is perfect is come, that tongues will cease, prophecies will cease. And I'm thinking, how and why would you think the Bible is perfection that has come? Do you know the Bible was a consolidation of the revelations of Christ documented in a book? So why why would you say I'm thinking where did the bible come did it fall from heaven or how do you know in that same bible we have account of all manner of evil things that people have done so why would you say the bible is a perfect thing so we don't need to spray in tongues anymore and the challenging thing is this, many of these believers have not read first corinthians 14 so their pastor stopped them as first corinthians 13 but they did not read first corinthians 14 15 and and 16 and other verses, all the Acts chapter I'm Acts chapter 2, Acts Chapter 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, they didn't read all of that. But because their pastor said something about one line in the Bible, they held on to that and they've been depriving themselves and their family of the joy and the beauty and the power of praying the Holy Ghost. And this is common on with believers. You know, when I go online, when I go on social media and I see some people's post, I can tell to some extent. What they have been listening to and what they believe. And I don't comment a lot on social media. And it's not that I ignore people's posts, but it's because people are, people, I can, I can tell people's level of study and understanding from what, from their posts. Right. And all of this is written in the fact that believers don't spend quality time to study and allow the Holy Ghost to enlighten their eyes and understanding. So the Bible is not a theology book, it's not a book of theology. The Bible is documents the word of God, and because God is spirit, because God is spirit, the word of God cannot be understood with the mind. The Bible tells us that the natural man, the man who is limited to only his natural mind, cannot under, cannot accept the things of the spirit because they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them; he can understand them because they are spiritually designed. You know, they are spiritually understood. That's why you see some people, they've read the Bible, they can quote the verses, they know what the Bible says, but because they have not received the spirit of revelation, on under, spiritual understanding of what they have read, they cause trouble and fight in the world today. Amen. Amen. So, believers must learn to study, to sit down, and ask God to open their eyes to see. Say if the Bible and Christianity could be understood with the mind, then there will be no need for the Holy Ghost. And that's why Jesus said he will pray the Father and he will send the Holy Ghost to us. And he will make known to us what is of him. When Jesus was speaking to his disciples at that time, he said there are many things he wants to say, he wants to share with them, but they cannot understand it. But they need someone to dwell on the inside of them to give them revelation insight of the things that pertains to us, pertains to identity in Christ Jesus and the reason for the coming and the birth of our Lord Christ Jesus. Amen. So God is to someone there today. As, we, as you wrap, as you shut down for the year and um, plan your new year, you want to make it, you want to include in your plan to study, to spend time with the Holy Ghost, to be open-minded to the Holy Ghost. Not to people, not just people or your teachers or sound teachers, to be open-minded to the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost let, let the Holy Ghost be able to get rid of your of your faulty theology, so that you can enjoy fellowship with God. The Bible says that God has not called us to serve Him in fear. Many of us are still living in in, in, in a to, uh, a kind of a, it, I call it is it torrential fear? How about it? Okay, I was a fear of evil, a kind of evil fear, a fear a fear that has torment. Some of us are see we still fear God in that kind of way where we, where we are afraid that God may kill us. God can kill you. One funny guy once once told me that God can kill you. God can do anything. I tried to show him from scriptures that the enemy is the one who does that. But he came and he was going to debate with me and come into a meeting and and school me in the character and the nature of God. And I say all the best. I only feel I only feel for his family because he's going to usher in the devil into his family twenty four seven because he believes God can kill. So, if God if God will kill him or God can kill anybody. So, if God can kill you anytime and all this kind of thing. So, how do you differentiate God's walk from the devil's walk? Because the Bible clearly tells me that Satan, come, the thief comes not but to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life. Amen. So, if God is the one who can kill, who can do all this kind of things, So, how do you differentiate between God and the devil? Amen. So, we need, to get, we need to get a lot of things right. So, as part of your 2022 plan, you want to say i will include time to spend time with quality intelligent spiritually minded christians mm, let me revise let me rewind that quality intelligent spiritually minded christians So, 2022 wow I'm, I'm talking about 2022 already so 2022 should not be like the many other years As many of us can see, you know, with all this fight on social media, all this kind of thing, all of these are rooted in ignorance because if you read your Bible, if we read our Bible properly, the Bible says that we should get rid of malice, anger, foolish talking, throwing other people under the bus. Amen? So there are many things that the Bible says that we should avoid. The Bible says we should reject all forms of evil, but all forms of evil seems to be the practice of many Christians so the question is and many of the many of the evil practices are very justifiable with the bible right and um, that's why i ask people what bible are you reading what bible are you reading so when you see evil becoming a norm in the church and people call it love People can be allowed to love the way they want to love, and it's part of love. And pastors cannot correct people in love to say what you're doing there, brother, sister, is not right according to the word of God. Let us help you. And they say you are walking in hatred. In all of these things shows that people don't have understanding of the word of God. As a pastor over my household over this church, I have every right to speak into everyone's life. If no one does, if no one wants me to speak the word of God into their life, they're not supposed to be here. Amen. and this philosophy of I can do whatever I like and can go anywhere I can do anything I like is lawlessness mm. and believers need to fix themselves as we go into the 2022 now I'm not surprised, while I was trying to put my message together I've been struggling until um, and I, with things that are coming out of me, now I can see I can see why I was struggling because God wants to speak to people Amen mm. so we got to wake up so if the Lord brings me back to this point I'll come back to it uh, what we've talked about briefly there is that believers must start learning to sit down to learn, to open their hearts to the Lord to speak to them. Don't argue or debate with the Lord. You know, I was t- I was teaching on um, how to hear God's voice, something around God's voice transmoscana last week, and I said to people, see, your mindset will determine what, how it will influence how what you hear and how you hear. Right? Some people, God says something to them, but because their mind is not renewed, because they don't have right understanding of the word of God. Do you know what they say? They, so they, they interpret God's word with the canal perspective. We have so much trouble and problems in the body of Christ, all because people don't have understanding. The Bible says, in all thy getting, get understanding. And I've said to you, the understanding you need to be a sound Christian is not a mental understanding, it's a spiritual one. So, you need Holy Ghost, you need the right teachers, and you need to spend time in the world yourself. Praise the Lord. So, let's carry on. We have not, I'm still in my intro. Amen. Amen. So, talking about, all um, this fighting about Christmas, is just because people do not have, uh, people have not studied, they've not, you know, meditated. And also, I think another thing coming to my mind is that um, people have not been trained to see things in the positive light. I used to be part of a church uh, where I was trained to think that way. I was trained to think anything that happens in any believer's life or in any church, outside of that particular church is substandard. It's not right. It's not working. I was trained to think that the church is the solution, is the Alpha and the Omega of all churches in the world. And we operated like a cult. And they they were like a court and they still like a court because we had a situation whereby one of the deacons in the church, you know, went to give a testimony in another church. Uh the church he came from, him and his wife came from. And um the church leadership had about the fact that these guys left the church to give testimony in that church. And they suspended this guy, they took him out of serving, and all manner of way they treated him, they really mistreated him because he went to another church to give testimony. How unintelligent and all spiritually minded we can be. And we're trained in this church, though they didn't say it that way, to be negative-minded. We criticize, we condemn everything condemnable. And condemnation is one of the identification of the church. So we must learn to begin to train ourselves to see things in a positive light. To see the good that can come out of things. I mean, for many years, I didn't say anything good about people. If you're not in that church, I don't say anything good about you. Not that I I don't want to say anything good about you, but I was trained in that church and I was part of that church for four or five years. I was trained to see the what I was trained to see is negative. Before I joined the church, I was so optimistic, I was so positive. I could easily easily spot potentials and abilities in people. I was just in that church for four years and I realized that I was very criticizing, very condemning, and all kind of stuff. So it depends on the kind of church you are attending or which association of believers you are you join. Now, listen carefully. Not everyone who calls themselves a Christian, is a believer. And not everyone who is actually a Christian, as by the reason of giving their life to Christ, is actually a follower of Christ. So they're levels. The right company to keep are the people who are followers, disciplined followers of Christ. People who have made Jesus Lord of their life. I'm not saying these people are perfect, but they tend to regulate their lives and their decisions by what the Word of God says. Those are the people that should be your friend. Come 2022. You go look for them. And many of you, you can see some of them. But because they are not as glamorous, they are not as fake as you want them to be, they are not as superficial as you like to be, you know, they don't wear the things you like them to wear, they don't speak the kind of language you want them to speak, they are not as lustful as you want them to be, so you don't associate with them. You know, you don't, you will not even comment on their post or kind of thing, you rather comment on the ones who seem to be like celebrities. All this attitude must stop if we want to grow and mature. Paul said, if I am trying to impress people, he said, I am not a servant of Christ. If I'm trying to please people, I am not a servant of Christ. And to be a servant of Christ requires maturity. right? So which means, as many times as we are associating with carnal Christians... You not know, working with the right people so that we can have our mindset changed and renewed right we are immature Do you know what the book of hebrew says It said mature people are people who have trained their senses to be able to differentiate between evil and good mature people are people Hebrews chapter 5 are people who have trained their senses to be able to differentiate between evil and good so when a christian is calling what is evil good you know that's the baby christians and that's why paul said in book of first corinthians 3 he said when he was speaking to the corinthians church he said he spoke to them as babies because there was envy and strife among them so when a believer calls what is evil good you know what they're doing they are babies so if you want to mature you don't you don't you don't spend your life and build your life around babies you go and look for mature people to help you mature and grow and you can help the babies the other problem about babies, some babies is that they don't want to grow. You see, babies in the physical world, right, in the natural world, as you feed them, they grow physiologically. But when it comes to uh, to spiritual, like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, he said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. He said, When I, I, said, I said I thought like a child, I spoke like a child, first Corinthians 13. He said, But when I became a man, I put aside childish things. So, in Christianity, right, maturity to a very much extent lies with your choice and my choice. So, we are the one who grow spiritually. We don't grow by accident. We exercise our senses to differentiate between good and evil, and then we choose to do what is right. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, so that's another point. Let if, if another word of knowledge comes, I'll hit that, I'll carry on. <clears throat> Amen. So maybe on this till be in this matter till after Christmas. <laughs> Joking. Alright. So, what Christmas is not, so point number one: it is not the celebration of a day. So we need to be reminded of this truth. Because if you've been on Netflix lately, you see all manner of things. Associated with Christmas. One singer said, All I want for Christmas is you. I'm like, Are we joking here? I think you, I think she was think, thinking about somebody else, right? Maybe she wanted a guy for Christmas. I said, What a what a what, what what pathetic desire. <laughs> what a pathetic way to think. But I can tell that person does not know what Christmas means. So Christmas is not just a Christian annual festival. Right. Uh, it's not a pe- pagan festival. Uh, it's not a celebration meant for only kids. I had this a lot when I was a child. The men in the house, the the fathers, they would, they, there's no sense of celebration in the home, so to say. And when I say celebration, celebration of Christ, and I'm gonna get that into that shortly or next week. Celebration of Christ, you know, I think. The way the world are so much, you know, goes about celebrating Christmas to a very much extent, even many churches makes us to lose touch with the essence of Christmas, and excuse me, the essence of Christmas, and what that essence, that person is about. So Christmas is a fantastic moment, fantastic opportunity, fantastic season for believers to be out there evangelizing. And when I say evangelizing, I'm not saying you're telling people to give your life to Christ. You're telling them, you're asking them questions about what they think about Christmas. Because it's in the air, because Christmas in the air, like they say, mm-hmm. it becomes an instrument for you to strike conversation, easy conversation about Jesus. And a baby was born, Jesus was born, and I'm going to... But the thing is, when you begin to speak from the place of understanding, revelation understanding of who Jesus is, the atmosphere changes. You can try it. It's free of charge. The atmosphere changes. So Christmas and Easter are fantastic seasons to administer the gospel, to bring at least one person's consciousness to the essence of that season, to Christ as believers. And we must learn to arm ourselves with the right information and tool and knowledge to be able to help people to come into consciousness of what Christmas is. As we, the world returns to normal, as we come out of lockdown fully by God's grace in 2022, uh, well, I'm trusting God as a church family, some, uh, initiatives we would do to invite as many unbelievers into, you know, into festive, um, settings, uh, to, and to, in order to communicate the essence of, um, Christmas. So then, you know, they, they what's called, they, they, those guys, the, what's called, the guys in the room at that time, mm-hmm. the church officials at that time, who instituted Christmas as a, as a, as a holiday, you know, in a sense, I've been kind of led somehow by the spirit to give believers um a, a, an evangelistic tool in a particular period of the year. So it's not left to us how well we want to use uh, take advantage of this opportunity to help people to come to the knowledge of the one who died for them. Amen. Amen. So, where does I stop? So, Christmas is not a celebration meant for only kids. By the time I get into it, uh, hopefully many men and fathers will repent and they will be the one who will lead Christmas celebration in the house wow. with focus on the essence of Christmas and that is Christ and that is Christ well I won't blame anyone because when I was a child too and a teenager um, I know Jesus, Jesus was born and we're celebrating Christmas but I'm not really concerned about the Christ, about the about Jesus we're celebrating I'm concerned about everything else the gift you want to get, the friends that come around the food you eat but no connection with Jesus mm. Amen. Amen so um, somebody say I repent okay. praise the Lord so I said it's not a fairy tale story of the man in red suit. Mm. You know, people may get angry with me, but it's the truth. Don't forget I have a Christmas tree. I'm gonna get it lit up maybe tomorrow. My wife will start will start putting the balls and everything on it. maybe you see um see so what it looks like while well, it's not snowing, it's snowing so the the, the, the the christmas tree you see on my background right, is, um you know that one is you know is the is it's not a real one so mine i think mine looks much nicer than that one so uh, if you want photographs yeah you can request for the, for that so i, I i'm not against um, mr santa Claus, right uh, but i will tell you one truth <clears throat> it is not right for children to make their parents to make their children, you know, to expect a good gift in Christmas, at Christmas if they do well. <laughs> I mean, if they are good at way they are bad. I thank you for the privilege is given to me to be a pastor, and I was thinking about some insight that God has given to me, and I was so grateful to God about those insights a few days ago, and I'm still very very grateful to God about them. Because uh, there's a gifting that God has given to me and I really, really appreciate it. He opens my eyes to see future implication of my actions today or future implication of things happening at the moment. So God is training me and I'm trying my best to, to train my mind to think of implication, future implication of any action I want to take right now. There are relationships that I don't allow my wife and I to start at all because I kind of cannot confidently vouch for the integrity and character of the people. So I don't allow us to go into that relationship. If I'm not comfortable in my spirit about them, I don't allow us to go. Regardless of how nice the people are. Um, I've been bond, the ones that the Lord strongly instructed me not to get into relationship with, I went into relationship with them, you know, very close to these people and the family, and by the time they manifested their character, it took me nearly three years to recover from the damage. And i'm still in my recovery process and that shows you how close and closely knitted i was with this family and it's a character because for over seven years they are exactly the same never change it was a deep regret for me at that point in time when i was realizing this and it took me it took me so many years of pain to come out of it so i'm not suspicious of people right uh but i'm, I'm learning to listen to the father you know, recently too, I think there's something I knew. I was oh, not do put my money into it, but I was like, uh, 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 and I was like, I can't wait for a particular day of the month to come to pull my investment out of my money out of that place, right? Uh, because I'm counting loss already. It's not that you know, I knew, right? I was like, uh, but you know, it's as a friend, you know, if not, they, uh, uh, I was so angry with myself last night. I, like, I, said, God, I said, God is not interested in me losing any money. This money, I was like, do you know that money? If I send some people in Nigeria who uh, some people in some countries, you know, who are, who <laughs> I'm just, I was just angry with myself, you know, just 20% of that money will sort out some people's Christmas. I was so upset and stuff like that, but it's, um, yeah, it's one of those things. So I'm, I'm being trained to be able to think about implication of my actions. And the same thing applies to us. How are we thinking about our actions before you send that text message to that girl? Young man, uh, what are you texting? It, 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 okay, I'm not trying to condemn anyone. A few times I trip, you know, probably I'm not supposed to send a message, but I was like, no, 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 we, you know, they need to understand this, blah blah blah, and they don't, they don't, they never go well, right? So, one or two occasions we'll make mistakes and stuff like that, maybe because we've been emotional about the situation. So, uh, don't think I'm trying to condemn anyone. Uh, but the earlier we start recognizing that our actions have imp- have implications, I mean, the implications. Uh, to our actions you know negative or positive one way or the other and i think we need to start thinking we start training ourselves to think long term so when a child this is where i'm going so when a parent trains their children to deserve good things in december those children will find it difficult to receive the undeserved grace and kindness of god i repeat when a parent all in the name of christmas is training their kids to deserve loving kindness. You tell parents, You tell kids at the middle of the year, Santa will not give you this. Santa will not get you that except to behave well. And the child is trying to behave well to get something. And if for any reason you have financial challenges and you're not able to put in a very nice gift under the tree for the child and the child in his mind thought that it was because he or she did not act well, or did not behave well on the course of the year. That's why Santa did not give him or her the gift that he or she deserves. You are programming the mind of such kids to have a kind of transaction-like relationship with God. One of the interesting things about parents is parents, many, not all, a lot of parents don't think too much into the implication of their actions on the spiritual life of the kids. The choice of words, your mannerism, your attitude, your expression, it goes a long way with the kids. Some children, because of the particular attitude of their parents, have been overloaded with signs of condemnation and they think they are good for nothing just because their dad speaks to them in a particular way that the man himself is not aware of. But he uses those terms because that's what his father used to describe him. So this fairy tale thing about Christmas, the Santa te- um, theology, we need to work on the parents because it has long term effect on the kids, whether you want to believe it or not. So it is parents' duty to learn to sit down with the kids and help them to balance things. So if the Santa thing in in school, at the, the kids' school, should you allow your parents, your kids to participate? Obviously, I will allow them participate. Okay. But they know that it's just an event. I know it's quite challenging because kids are kids, right? And they can be so emotional about you know Christmas and all the Santa thing, right? And this is where we trust God for wisdom for the parent. Because the way the world is going now, the world is messing up the innocence of our children. Yeah. And our children are growing faster than you think. So what you think they don't understand, you'll be surprised they understand. Or what you think they will not understand, you'll be surprised they will understand. And if you're afraid of your parent, your kids may go and cause trouble in school. Let them cause the trouble, and then you trust God to help you to wipe up the trouble. Some parents, some kids will not send their kids to school for Santa because of um, because they are maybe one of their kids is very bold and we say no, 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 we don't. Um, that, no, it's not Santa. It's God that did this. But let them say it. Unfortunately, to preach the gospel, uh, don't mention my name. Make sure you do a good you do a good job in explaining things to them. So the world is is, is fast. You know, um, it's fast taking the innocence of our children away from them and and putting in them the wrong impression, wrong thought, wrong ideology that will corrupt their mind and their way of thinking. So if there's any time in history of mankind that parents need to be more guarded and more more on guard to protect their children, it is now. Why? Because negative and wrong information are easily accessible through the smart devices, technology. It's not that the evil has um, improved since the time of Jesus. Before Jesus was born, no, no. It's just that technology has made it so easy to access. Hence, you see, it seems like evil is, is uh, evil go- grows rapidly and speedily. No, it's just because technology has made it very accessible, right? So, parents, you get to, you need to deal with this. You see, we've told your per- your children about a fairy tale kind of a Christmas, about Santa Claus and stuff like that. You need to sit down and. Get them the right story mm-hmm. and trust God to help you. You know, next day I'm gonna be back by God's grace to, to remind you this until we're able to get some strong good out of the mind of children. I was told I was visiting a friend, a family, and they told us about a lady who was so who felt so disappointed in her parents that because all her life she thought Santa was real. Until one point, you know, she grew and she realized that Santa was not real. So, all the gifts that she thought she prayed to God about, that God, you know, brought in the person of Santa and placed under the tree, she figured out that they're not true. So, let's be mindful of the fairy tale and the, sorry, let's be mindful of the impact of the fairy tale and the sci-fi and the illusion that our our children come in contact with. But this Christmas, I mean, not I'm not talking about this is Christmas, but Christmas celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ has a huge impact on the spiritual identity and the faith of our children so we can't take it lightly so we need to learn and skill ourselves skill ourselves when I say skill to skill ourselves in knowing how to teach our children to understand the essence of Christmas amen Mm -hmm. so uh, like I said earlier on Christmas is 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 just an annual you know Christian festival celebrating the birth of jesus christmas is about jesus and i've told you i've shared with us that jesus was not born on 25th of december some guys chose to institute um a holiday to celebrate christmas and i think it's a good thing it is a very good thing to make the world at least think that there is a jesus and they sing the song i'm not surprised maybe in future as I lay my hands on more data and information, probably I'll come across people who give their life to Christ just by singing some of the Christmas songs. Right? Um, The King is Here watch uh, about watch their span You your know, children can be in case in case inquisitive and some people could be curious they're just quiet on their home maybe the christmas isn't, doesn't seem to be going well and they're singing the songs and, and like what does that mean maybe the Holy Ghost had a chance or something what does that mean and ask questions to go to do go and do research and from there they got interested in the faith so if you're if you're any of such i'll be look, i'll be so happy to hear a testimony so i can use them to encourage more of my friends and the church family mm-hmm. amen so let's not be Casual in our know, approach and mannerism this Christmas, at um, at the opportunity to communicate Christ with people, you know I'm a pastor. I'm quite busy. My life is so packed. it'll have been a good time for me to, you know, have dinner with my neighbours and um, you know, like so. I'll get those guys thinking about Christmas, and it will fa- be a fantastic conversation if the opportunity uh, comes up. I'm gonna take it and just share Christmas with people, share Christ with people. Christmas is about Christ. Christ, whom Christmas is about, to shame with people, amen. Yeah, we still have a lot of stuff with you, uh, to share with you guys. Uh, so next week I'll start talking about more about Jesus. So I've tried to establish that Christmas is about Jesus. It's not about a pagan festival, right? And uh, let's let's look into Christ, right? So I'm gonna be doing that next week, and then uh, my wife and I will be talking about Christmas tradition and the week before christmas all right guys thank you so much for connecting with us thank you for coming chat this morning uh i hope that blesses you we would like to you know just say hello to us on if you are watching us live right feel free to k- click on the zoom link on the description excuse me on the video description and connect with us let's see your face let's say hello don't be shy mm-hmm. and um yeah wednesday is the last transformers connect for this year we will be looking at what is the will of God. This is crucial for every one of us as we are preparing for the new year. It is super crucial. Many of us are living an exhausted life and um, sometimes it feels like our life has no meaning, has no bearing, has no clear sense of direction. Excuse me, we have no clear sense of direction because we don't even know what's the will of God, what's the God's purpose of my life, what's all of, you know, what is, you know, It seems that we're just kind of confused, or we're just in opposition. You know, many of us because we don't know what the will of God is, which I won't be telling us on Wednesday, but we're going to be discussing and talking about it and looking at, you know, how do we go and discover the will of God for ourselves? A few things we'll call out based on the Word of God. You know, so when we talk about the will of God, we're talking about what God wants you to do, His plan and His purpose for you. So the spiritual, the spiritual will of God in terms of how God wants us to conduct ourselves, what he wants us to do, where he, he has made us to be. And there's also one specific, unique to you as a person. And you have to go discover that because the Bible tells us that it's a God recreated you and I in Christ Jesus unto good works, which he has prepared in advance for us to do. So it is ready. You need to go discover and we need to look into this because 2022 should not be like every other year you've had. You may have accomplished natural success and natural achievement material possessions and things like that but you will have known by this time around that they don't give lasting joy but doing what god has called us to do the way he wants us to do it gives us lasting joy and a sense of fulfillment